Where do I stand? I'll tell you where I stand. I stand four square for justice. I stand for discipline, good order, and the rigid application of the law. And Groot help any limp-wristed liberals who say different. The people, they know where I stand. They need rules to live by. I provide them. They break the rules, I break them. That's the way it works. Judge Dread America. Written by John Wagner. Art by Colin McNeil. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my fascist caricature, who's a one-man wrecking machine, is the one, the only. Uh, I am the law. Travis Rats here. <laughs> I like that you went to uh, you went you went with it. You went Stallone. Uh, I went full Stallone. You went full Stallone. Stallone. That lady Actually, what, I think. you you might yeah. have thought I was doing. Um, Sly, I was actually doing Frank Stallone there. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's a, it's really, it's really it's close. subtle difference. Folks, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I delve deep into a book for you. We put on our spelunking gear. Uh, we take a canary in a yep. little bird cage with us. We go deep within the mind. Yep, keep looking, going. Mm-hmm. looking for the nuggets of comic goodness that mm-hmm. we, the ore, the 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 ore of comics that Travis and I. Um, we pickaxe out good, and, good. and we dr- we dredge it back mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. back to the surface for you. Mm-hmm. I we like put it in one of those machines that my... shakes it. <laughs> yeah, and, we and pick, we're left. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're left with just pure, mm. unadulterated comic goodness for you on That's this podcast. Right. It powers the and, world, baby! It powers the world. My favorite part does. of this is when you get to ride on those little conveyor belts. You like sit down in your stomach, and then they yeah, yeah. take you into the mine. That's always my favorite part of the podcast. That is that is one of the best parts. Uh, and and on the episode today, Travis and I decided, you know, we we had done marvelous summer, and we're we're past marvelous. It's behind us. It's in the rearview yes. mirror. This certainly put it behind us. The carefree Mar- days of Marvel shenanigans <laughs> are over, my friend. Are over, uh, and we. Put it behind us. It's in the rearview mirror, like a T Rex chasing after us. Mm-hmm. But but Travis and I are here. Uh, where the T Rex come from? <laughs> Travis and I are here to read Judge Dread. Yeah. Um, the dreadful tale of Dreadlog <laughs> gone awry is what we dove into, and Travis and I decided to read America by uh, a Judge Dread America. Uh, written by John Wagner, art by Colin McNeil, and there are three different colorists that take us through three different versions of this bad boy. So we get Colin McNeil uh, is is doing the art and the color on the very first set, and then Alan Craddock picks up the coloring on the second set of issues, and then Chris Blythe picks up the art on the third set of issues. And I know we're going to get to the art later, but never have I thought three completely different artists did this book. Until you and I just sat down to go like, okay, who are the different artists on this thing? 
And it's the same dude, just different colors every yeah, time. It really is a testament to how coloring can change. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to art. He's obviously yeah, yeah, changed yeah. his style up too, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't check the time pieces in between. Each yeah, there's so definitely. De- I feel like there is definite time piece. We're gonna have to get all of this again. Classic comic exposure blunder. Not doing the research ahead of time. I like that shirt too, by the way. Oh, is thank you. Like People don't the bleach album. Like it like is like the bleach, bleach album, yeah, but it's. Yeah. It's a wrestler, and it says, uh, it's Becky Lynch. It's about a girl. Oh, okay. She's putting someone in an arm bar. That's cool. It's good. Yeah, yeah That's thank cool. you. Um, <laughs> I want to so, che- check in. I want First of all, if you're yeah. listening to this, and you, you, you said, oh, what's a new episode on? And then you went and you read Judge Dredd's America. I just want to say, I just, first thing I want to do is I just want to check in. How you doing? Are, Are you doing okay? okay? <laughs> Are you, you all right? Do you need to talk to Are somebody? You, did, this because, amp, did this amplify your already fragile state of mind and yeah, the way society yeah. is today? Um, this was definitely, I know you mean, we were like, oh, let's read Judge Dredd. And this was supposed, this is a heralded, maybe heralded is the wrong word, but this is a, you know, a well-known Judge Dredd story. Um, and knowing absolutely nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I read nothing about what it was about. I don't know that you even read what it was about before you're like, let's do it. No. It's called America. Yeah. America, you said. Yeah. And then we read it. And, and you man, said, fuck yeah. America. <laughs> um, it is a bummer. Yeah. It is a bummer of a story. Yeah. In a bummer of a time. Yeah. And so Travis is right. If you read this with us, are you okay? You okay? Do you need to talk? Do you need to talk to somebody? Yeah. Because I I got Travis to talk my way out of this yep. dark funk that Judge Dread America put me in. But holy crap, it's a little. I think any Judge Dread would probably would probably make us go, wow, yeah, okay, things that right? make you go dread. Oh, because I, I mean, the nature of the character in and of itself is sort of a um a an allegory no not even an allegory it's essentially like a it, it's a tale Symbol- of fascism yeah, it's fa- right fascism. it's some yeah, yeah. yeah it it's, comes it's out a, of thatcherism yeah, yeah you know it comes out of this sort of near fascist state where you know the government is is super policing you and that's a little on the nose for right now yeah little- i believe we're like let's do a does dread i'm like maybe you'll do this one i said you know what I'll dive in first. I'll let you know if if we should do this one or another one. I got about one issue into it. I'm like, yeah, we should do this. But I'm like, if we do this, like it's uh, the more you read, of course, we. I guess everything we consume nowadays, we're kind of like hyper aware yeah. of of making connections to uh, our society. But this one felt just like I'm like, did did they just write this like last? And I'm month? also like. I'm also extra nihilistic right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this yeah. this didn't help much. <laughs> no. Um, but okay, so let's let's essentially get into the story of Judge Dread America. Do you wanna do you want to uh, you kind of you kind of uh broached it a little bit, but your yeah. judge dread judge prior dread experience. My only like I've read um I've I've read the only other judge dread story I've read is a modern one. Where it's a post-apocalyptic, even post-po. I mean, because dread is sort of like yeah, yeah. the world on 2070. the edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the one that I read is like even farther down the road, and it's I read it because the uh, the artist um, I really like the artist who did it. 
I can't. It's I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but it it really was not much of Judge Dredd. It's not right? tied it's like, to the 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 th- almost forty years of Dredd no, continuity. Like, yeah, Mega City has been destroyed. Right. Yes, it's like yeah. Judge Dredd. Because the interesting thing about Dredd is. Dread has aged in real time. I believe I wrote this down somewhere. So, you know, this is the longest running 2000 AD uh, uh, series. And, you know, from the that very famous 2000 AD magazine, 1977 is when it started. And Dread, like Constantine for a while, actually ages in real time. So a year yeah. in 2000 AD is a year in Dread. So right now, like in the, the Judge Dread comics, Dread's in his 70s. Right. Which is wild, which is yeah. wild. So, so like, I, you know, and then, and then the only other pop culture dredge, not dread knowledge I have is I have the two movies, the Stallone movie. And then the other one with the guy from star Trek. Yeah. And, um, um, uh, the boys, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. that guy, yeah, yeah. the Australian dude. Yeah. And Lord of the um, Rings. God in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. Um, why well, can't I remember his name? It yeah, I know. Matter. And I was never just watching the boys name. too. Um, but anyways, those are my, that's my judge dread knowledge. Is that right there? And then sort of like the, in the ether of comics and in pop culture, right? We like, talked about this before with some of our comic book holes, kind of like a tank girl where the image is more popular than people actually aware. Reading of the, it, right? Reading yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, I, my mom wouldn't know who judge dread is. But like my sister who doesn't read comics would be like, oh, is that Judge Dredd? Yeah. You know, probably right. just because as a kid, I would watch that. I, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't mad at that movie as a kid. It was 11. It was I go. I get Judge Dredd confused with Demolition Man because they're yeah. essentially the same film. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's kind does of the same. He, does, he use the, <laughs> does he use the same? Does the are the she, seashells in Demolition Man or Judge Dredd? Oh, I thought you were starting a tongue twister there. Are the are. Are dread seashells. Sly Stone, Sly Stone uses seashells by the seashore. <laughs> hey, and I want, I want to. If you are going to go back and watch that movie, I just want to make sure that you don't Stallone alone. That's a uh, uh, our motto here on this on this podcast. Yeah, don't Stallone alone. Never Stallone alone. Um, We're here. Never for you. Stallone alone. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Um. So this story is essentially about a a young rebel who's breaking america who's sort of going against judge dread the democrats right as mm-hmm. they call them and then this boy this young boy who's in love with her mm-hmm. and along the way bennett keeps, beanie yeah bennett beanie who keeps kind of bumping into her mm-hmm. at different points and at one point they cross paths and she asks him for money so that she can blow up the statue of liberty She's killed. Do you want me to? Do you want me, do you want me to try this, Josh? Do you want me to try? So it? Do you want me to try this together? A, let me, yeah, let me get a stab it. at it. All right. It starts off. Uh, it's like one of the first lines is, "This is a love story," but it's not really a love story. It's like that corny thing, right? And it's but these, it is kind of a yeah, love story. it is absolutely. Um, and it starts off, and we meet these two young kids, America and Beanie Bennett. They live in like this poverty version of of mega uh, poverty portion of Mega City, and they encounter some judges in their youth, but they're childhood friends. Uh, America is represents the immigrant kind of like the Mexico, like uh, the Mexican immigrant and her father names her America because he's in love with the promise of America and so on and so forth. We've, you know, we've seen that. It plays out like an immigrant story. Uh, and then she goes off to college. He goes to Hollywood to become his famous kind of like singer. Uh, she gets involved with... He, he's like Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. He makes parodies. <laughs> yeah, she gets involved with this, the, 
the lib this liberal uh, group who become like the terrorists, like te uh, the, the terrorists of this world are, are liberals. And she gets involved in this organizational group called Total War. And right. And then once they're adults, Beanie and uh, America's past cross again, as you were saying, Josh, yeah. she gets she pulls him into this uh, Total War campaign. He betrays her. Uh, yes. And rats her out to the judges. The, in that ratting out, America is killed. Cut to later, we find out that Beanie, being so uh, consumed with guilt. Infatuated and consumed with guilt, yeah, yes. Uh, takes his brain and puts it in her body. And while doing this, he did it not knowing that before she was dead, he had impregnated her. So he gives birth to his own child that he had because because he's now this woman he, he's taken on america's body and yeah. has her child their child together gets pulled back into the uh total war as his, as the body is rejecting him as yeah. the body is rejecting the brain so he's dying um, and the total war comes to him and they're like as your last act you need to redeem yourself and you need to uh ass assassinate uh, help blow up this oscar kind of party uh, equivalent yeah. to it. He's about to do it, but then he has a change of heart talking to Dredd and his conscience comes into play. He doesn't do it, but the, the Oscars are blown up anyways. Uh, he uh, ends up dying from this sex change or body change operation. But yeah. before he dies, he sends his daughter, who is also named America, to be a cadet for the, the, judge, the judges. And the, and the judges. Cut yeah. to the third chapter in this uh, epic story. It follows America, the young cadet and daughter, who must team up with Dread to solve yes. Dread who killed, who let her mother die. Yes. Yes. To solve this this mystery. Woo! It is a it is a long meandering path. That has some really like good parts and some really parts where I'm like, ah, it it dragged a little bit. My in question. Pieces. So let's start. I'm gonna start. Mike, I got a question for you. Yeah. What when we talk about genre of Judge Dread? What do you? How do you place this? Like, what do you? What do you use this closest oh, to? Like, if you're gonna describe, like, so what's a Judge Dread? Like, what what's the deal with it? You're like, well, it's this kind of story. It's this kind of world. It's this kind of well, what genre is it? Well, I, th I think it's, I mean, it's, it's science fiction, it's futurism, it's sort of bleak, right? It's that sort of like bleak futurism, think 1984-ish, yeah. right? It was, satire, yeah. a social satire, yeah, certainly this is a story. Definitely, I mean, I think if you look at Judge Dredd and you don't see him as satire, you're like, that's a problem, right? Like if you're like, yeah, Judge Dredd, then you're getting, you're missing the point of Judge we're, Dredd. We're going to talk about that because to me it feels like, Paul, like a Paul Verhoeven film, like Robocop or Starship yeah. Troopers. You can watch Starship Troopers and be like, that's a badass movie. Yeah, you know, let's kill some bugs. But you're like, no, you missed the point. Like, that's yeah. like the you heroes missed... are all Nazis yeah. in that. Or same with like Robocop, Robo like having these badass, iconic characters who misunderstood, you, who you, right? you like are so badass. You're like, yeah, this character's badass. But you're like, it's almost like they're daring you to like this character. And then you have to look at yourself and be like, what? Oh man, I shouldn't like this character. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's, that's what this whole story is. And even America struggles with that at the end, right? This idea of like infiltrating the system and flipping it from the inside, this thought process of you can do that. And even for her at the end of it, she's like, yeah, you can't do it. Right. Like I kind of like dread. I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah like yeah. she's, she's sucked into it. And so I don't, 
I, it's hard to understand what this story is trying to tell me completely. I feel it at points where it goes like this, you know, like taking away liberty and taking away freedoms and the idea that a judge is judge, jury, and executioner all bad, right? Mm. But then it teeters on like, well, isn't this bad? Isn't blowing up the eye? Like no one's good right. in this story. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, maybe Beanie is the only one who might be good. Right. But, but my problem with it is that they... Okay, so this is an older story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's You could look at it and go, well, this there's some slightly transphobic pieces in this story, right? And so that's the part where I go like... Like, see, even they can't even let Beanie be a, like, be a completely redeemable person. They have to kind of like, they want to, they throw in this idea of like, well, look, he took this woman's body. And like, Mm -hmm. I think a story for today probably wouldn't play it the same way that this one does. Mm -hmm. But this one plays it for like a, uh, like. He's a bad guy. Like there's, an ick there's factor, some, there's some, right? It's like the greatest form of cultural appropriation to jump into this Mexican woman's body. <laughs> right. It's this. It's this weird. It's it's a very weird thing. And so you go like, well, why would he be her? But he like he feels that he ruined her life, so he wants her to have a life. I'm yeah. on your. Sh- okay, so I'm gonna pause this for a second. Yeah. I can't only. Is that oh, I'm wearing it's, a. It's, uh, um... Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I've thought yeah. For, I thought for a second that you had a uh, a Kurt Cobain shirt on, which would oh, compliment yeah, yeah. my fake Nirvana shirt, but it's not. It's uh, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> it's Swayze. Some, some in... might say the Kurt Cobain of his time, right. which was during Kurt Cobain's time. <laughs> you just blew uh, my mind. Uh, I, yeah, I I I will say that I I I do like a story where I cannot necessarily put my fingers on the writer's politics. You know, I don't know. I couldn't well, tell I, you if Matt Wagner is an extreme conservative or an extreme liberal. I or... think your politics are, if you created Judge Dredd, you are not an extreme conservative, right? Like if you are, I would, I feel like you can't write it and be, and be like, hell yeah with that, right? Because But you, he you... makes his diet, like Dredd's dialogue, it's sometimes does make sense like in like well, i think fascist kind of way <laughs> but i think like that's the point right yeah. the point is like it's easy so you even get to be america and get sucked into the idea of like well you got rid of the bad guys right like mm-hmm. y- y- that thought process is not one that i think people are not susceptible to but then you have to like take a step back from it and go like what is this story missing that our that our you know like that the system is supposed to have, right? Mm. Like you're just automatic. The judge, the single solitary person gets to make a decision about whether you're guilty or innocent. Right. Right. But even the, even judge dread steps in and like reprimands somebody for their behavior. Yeah. But not really. He, he, right. He (laughs) he is a staunch proponent of the code and what judges do, but, but to the letter of the law, to the letter of, what the judges do. So he believes wholeheartedly that what the judges are set up to do and the codes and the guidelines right. must be walked within a centimeter of 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 the letter of of that, those guidelines. Yeah. And he's a constitutionalist. Is he the best of the worst? <laughs> he's right? a, like he's he, a constitutionalist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever constitution they're using. He's, a, he's basically I, a libertarian. <laughs> 
it is very Ayn Randish, right? Like, um, this is a, it's a really interesting, again, it's hard to kind of see where. Did you I like, guess, did you like this? Did you like the story? Did you like the storytelling here? Completely from be like, did I like each separate piece? Could I leave a piece of it and go, oh, that's really good. No, but as an entire tale, yes, mm-hmm. right? The story of America in her daughter, like in her daughter, the complete cycle, yeah. yes, but you end it at any of the three pieces, and I would say no. No, I agree. Right? It, you I end the, the cleverness of how it's like, it's this story of this family and this love story, as as they say, that expands yeah. generations. It's grapes of wrath it's it's the, you know it, it has any anything that kind of takes you through like two three generations and how the seeds were planted so early on to what yeah what they become like those i always think that's great storytelling when you can pull that off when you can show the yeah. evolution of a character and how they're shaped not by this just their environment but by history that they were not even a part of Right. And these are like volumes apart, right? Yeah. Like the very first story is like in volume one of Judge Dredd. And then the second half of this is in volume, the second arc is in volume three of like, I don't know how volume is like volume three issues, 20 something. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, these are big, there's big gaps in the story between them. And as a whole piece, I think I, I think I was like, okay, I can take something from the story. Yeah, the first the first part of it, I really dug sort of the art in it. I love that that first one. I think we both agree is is the best, yeah. right? It's it's the best art on it. Um, but then you walk into the next piece and you go like, okay, I don't really love the art, but I get the story. But it's I think the the, the, the dialogue the piece, isn't as profound in the second piece. It's right. not as as grand. It, gr- the grandeur in the dialogue and the right. the narration isn't there. Right. And I think once you get to the third piece, you come back to Judge Dredd again. And so I think you finally get some Judge Dredd, really. Right. You know? right. And I think that's the that's what puts it all together for me. Mm. Um, having the complete cycle of the story, having seeing what happens to the daughter. All all kind of plays out really well. Were you okay with our first foray into Judge Dredd not having much Judge Dredd, or were you kind of a little disappointed? I was a little disappointed. Yeah. But then I go like I have never read Judge Dredd. So yeah. is Judge Dredd ever is it always like this? Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, right? Yeah. Or is he just a figure in the background of Judge Dredd stories? And we talked about, you know, we're trying to fill holes for us, and that's kind of what we're doing right now, right? We're we're gonna read and then we're gonna indulge in some stuff that we like, right? People we're, are people must be listening and be like, you guys are always filling holes. Like, did you like do you even read comics? <laughs> I we had some gaps, apparently. Yeah. There's a we lot of comics a lot of, out there, people. Yeah, we read a lot of X-Men when we were kids. Yeah. Um I think. I think for me, um, you know what I say? Sue storm us. Okay. Just Sue storm us. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I walk away from this sort of very, it's an epic story, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it spans gen- a generation, right? Like it goes, the, the two parents are kids, then they're adults. And then, the, then you follow their kid. as an it, adult, it feels right? bigger than the number of pages that are in this collection. The story right. feels bigger than the number of pages. Right. And, and I, I think like, I guess my question for you is, 
when you walk away from this, and I think we kind of already mentioned this. When I walk away from this, there's an explosion behind me for sure. What did you like? What did you expect from a Judge Dread story when you went to go read one? What were you expecting compared to what you got? Oh, that's actually a really good question. I guess I I I, I assumed it was going to be hyper violent. Uh, I thought it was going to be more. I mentioned it earlier. I thought it was going to be more like Jamie Hewlett Tank Girl style, kind of like weird, absurd, apocalyptic, off the wall stuff for the sake of being weird and absurd and violent with a little bit more um, indie indie type satire as opposed to literary type satire that we see here. This was much more grounded. I thought that the future like was was grounded like they like the things like there's futuristic devices like sleep chambers that you know reinstall yeah. you but it wasn't like off the wall like flying tanks and 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 you know things right. like that it seemed to be a really grounded real look at what the future could turn into in the kind of fascist world uh and so i thought it it just felt more literary than i than i expected it to feel yeah, I can feel that. I think I think I thought, you know, I figured this would be a more Judge Dread story, right? I expected to see a little more Dread cracking skulls and having it be a very tight piece of social satire, mm-hmm. right? For you to be able to look at it and go like, oh, yeah, Judge Dread is bad. Here's why Judge Dread is bad. Yeah. Um, but instead you get a, yeah, the world of Judge Dread is bad. Yeah. And... Judge Dredd represents something bad. But at the same time, the world got that bad. How do you like, how do you fix it? Right? Like that's, there's this, there's this, you're right. It is a very, it is a real literary satire as Mm -hmm. opposed to a like pointed poppy, uh, poppy sat crumb, crumb esque satire. Yeah. Or even, even, I mean, to say Verhoeven to talk about, you know, um, or even Miller, Miller's sat. There's some satire in Batman and Dark Knight Returns, right? Yes, yeah. Um, and, and parts of that did remind me of that. The story, right? There's yeah. there's a little bit of that in there, but there's less of like, look at the news and how terrible the world mm-hmm. is, and the terribleness comes from like seeing the the judges in action and seeing how people who like just believe in freedom have to act so violently to counter how terrible it is. Right. Right. So, so you're supposed to go like, Oh, they're blowing up. Like it got so bad that they feel they have to blow up the statue of Liberty to make, to, to put a statement about it. Right. Right. Like, like we've, we've moved so far away from the ability to have free speech that the only way to have free speech is to have the most radical version of, you know, not burning the American flag, but literally like burning down a symbol. You know, if you burn the American flag as a symbol, blowing up the Statue of Liberty is, is destroying a symbol. Right. Right. Um, and, and just to see, like, I think that's the part that made me go like, okay, this is, this is a different, a different picture than what I expected it to be. There wasn't a, there was the, the feeling of oppression, especially in the first series of the judges. Like at one point, the judge is just watching them from afar with like binoculars. Uh, she gets, uh, America gets arrested for putting up flyers 
So yeah. you really are like on like the like they really kind of villainize or make you feel the oppressiveness of this world right off right off the bat. Yeah, right. Like you can't even put a flyer up. You can't talk about these things if someone hears you say it. Right. Like those those are all the things where like, OK, this is bad. Right. I, I did find myself aside from the politics of, of the judges, I did find myself the character of Beanie is this really interesting character. I found myself sympathizing yeah. with him a lot. Like he's kind of a pathetic character. It's like his, his his infatuation with America is drives him to do these kind of obsessive, weird things. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you think America was playing him the whole time? Or do you think that? I don't, I don't do you know. Think, and he just misread that. And the rest of his life is lived under this false ideal that he had this real moment with her and he, he ruined it by betraying her. Or do you think that like she really was coming back to him and just but had to do had to had to do this thing that he could she could help with well the the sort of like cynic in me would say like this is a story of a of, a, of obsession right yeah. and this um, is a story of a girl who betrayed her right. boyfriend and killed the whole world <laughs> right but at, the, but at the same time like you want to believe in the beanie side of it right you like although the cynic in me says like no like he, they wanted him to do this for his his money, mm-hmm. right? And then the next time he's wrangled into it because of his fame, right? Because of his position to be at this ceremony. And they don't even trust him that time, right? They do it anyways. They figured he would screw it up. But the other guy just wanted him to die, right? Yeah, because he was in love, he with, him so and he was in love because, with America as well, I believe. Right, yeah. right. And so um, I don't I don't know, but I, I think Beanie is this character where you go like, OK, he's he's he wants to get out of where he's at. Right. He wants to get out of the crappy poverty that he's in. He makes it out and he's like, I don't want to lose this, but I also want to, you know, I want to, you know, he wants he thought that they would not kill America and he'd be able to like America would come live with him. Everything would be fine. Right. Like he would save her by ratting her out yeah but the judges don't follow that right the right. judges go, no we need to send a message and then that's the story you see play out later right in the in the final act right. of like you know america's daughter essentially saying like no dude you you did this because you let her die because you wanted to send a message and judge red's like yeah we had to send a message yeah yeah right like the cold callous nature of course we told your dad that we were going to keep her alive but we had to like he wouldn't have told us anyways. Right. And like, again, she dies because one of the judges breaks like the protocol, right? Like shoots her in, yeah. the, in the, in the back even after this, the thing is done. And it's like almost dread knew that was going to happen. Even though he dread would himself would have never have done that. Cause that would have bro- broken his right. code. But, but he, he says it's okay because yeah. he needed to send this major message that you can't do this. Yeah. And it had to be yeah. live, you know, it had to be, it, right. it had to be publicized. Wow. Yeah. I, I couldn't have yeah. captured it before the plot. It had to happen while they were doing it. Yeah. God, that's such a, that's a really touching scene too, because at that point you're like, cause I don't know if this comic is going to, I had no idea we were going to follow like this one character. I didn't know where this was going. And so right. when America dies, I'm like, Whoa, where we go? Where do we go from here? Uh, and then the twist uh, the next thing, it's like, oh, no, we're in America's body. At first, I was like, oh, okay. There was a sense, like, this isn't going to work. But then they made that work, too. I did, I did, I found that yeah. to be to be very 
touching. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that I didn't think it would be in a way that, um, I think when, when you see her fall apart at the end of it, that's Mm. tough. Yeah. Right. You're like, Oh man, like he just wanted to keep her alive. But even that, like, it's a tragic tale of everything that Beanie does. He cannot save America. Yeah. And maybe that, like, he can't like, he can't save her in the first section of it. He brings her back, but still can't save her body because it degenerates and dies. And then he can't save her, his daughter. He thinks he is by sending her with the judges to change the system. But by the end of it, she's like, yeah, no, this is it. I'm a judge. And it's funny. The the America at the beginning, the girl is a part of the resistance to the system. The America at the end is part of the system. He's Beanie has gone to both of those. He has tried to find a solution to things by going to both of those areas. He's tried right. to work with the the total war people and that didn't work out. He tried to work with the judges that didn't work out. So it's like, it's really this, we're supposed to be beanie, right? Like we are like, where, where do we go? Where are the answers? How, who solves the problems? Who makes things better? And you realize that neither group, the resistance or the system has the answer to that, which I mean, when we look at the world today, and we look at these two extreme opposing forces, which are just as almost there's, it's you don't have to make that big of a leap to go from. I mean, obviously, it's much more overt, extreme violence in Judge Dredd, but the camps are there on both sides today that we see right. in the America comic, right? And you, you think about like, and then I, what a great, I think that what that's, a great book to teach uh, to to teach in a social justice class and to start a conversation, right? No, it's it's a really it's a really interesting sort of through line to go like okay like which as this plays out can i guess my question is like is is wagner saying you can't change the system right yeah or like a, saying, a, a realism versus idealism that frame of mind right you know you can make an argument saying, for like, each side is he saying it's it's useless to try to change a system like this because you couldn't change it with the sort of america rebellious let's blow up the statue of liberty you couldn't change it by trying to flip it from the inside yeah so is there a way to change are we marching towards something that there's no way to get out of well there's a profound lie at the end of volume two where beanie sends his daughter and he says you know one good judge is worth a thousand acts of violence or protest i forget what the exact line is there so they're there could be a argument to be made when you look at, as you said, the failure of both changing it from the outside, changing it from the inside. Really, there could be a case being made that really it's the individual's actions that are going to ultimately yeah. have the most change. It's by when an individual joins a group, whether it be a group in the system or a, a resistance group then you just become an amalgam of whatever that cause is or that system is. But right. when you establish yourself as an individual and you base your actions on your individuality and your own environment and your own upbringing, that's when you can affect, you can affect more change as an individual than you can being part of a, of a, of a bigger system. Right. But even at the end, like you see America is essentially just falling in line of what the judges are. Right. 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 Yeah. And at the end, Judge Dredd puts her hand on her and says, we're your family now. Yeah. 
And so she's lost everything. It doesn't feel done. It feels like in another five years, like you could revisit this story and add a fourth chapter to the America. Story yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. It's interesting, sort of like because for me, I at the end of it, I go like, well, it didn't work. Yeah, right. For me, I go like, okay, this grand sort of like tear it down from the inside didn't didn't work. Yeah, but it, she's still a very. She's just a cadet, right? Exactly. So you don't, you know, so. Do you play it down the line and you see her fail as a judge or do you see her fail as sort of like what it is like? How does that work? Or or do you see her succeed? And is that what ends sort of the judges? Do you, you see could that? easily take that America cadet character and have your own spinoff ongoing dread series where it's, yeah. you know, she's just not as she just hasn't drank the Kool-Aid as much as as judge. And so. You have that character. I don't think I would read that necessarily, uh, but it, it would make for a compelling character with her background and the story background here. Yeah, that's why I think like you would just do another like yeah. another chapter. Yes, yeah. right. It, it feels like a god. It feels like the Godfather, right? You know, you yeah. follow this this yeah. immigrant story, and it's a love story at some times. Then it becomes a story of power. Then it becomes a story of family. Uh, right. Yeah, so it's well crafted, well crafted story. Um, yeah, and, and I think. I mean, as you as you look at it, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not modern, but it definitely plays some very modern stuff. And then, like I said, there's some stuff in it. I'm like, oh, like a little like of its that. You know what I mean? Like there are a piece of it that I thought were really good and parts of it where I was like, well, that's a question. That's 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 The, the progressive parts of it aren't progressive in relation to modern times. Right, right. Um, but it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, like I said, I, I, as a whole piece, I enjoyed it. I don't know that I would have enjoyed any one of them by itself. I don't think the second act and the third act exist without the first act, but I don't think I could have just read the first and second act and been like, okay, yeah, I'm cool. Right. Yeah. 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 I think you needed all three of them to kind of like really get into it. Yeah. I, I, I found myself reading through it rather quickly. I found myself wanting to read more. Uh, especially when I saw the transition from volume one to or the first part to second part, I'm like, okay, that's when I started to get like, oh, I see, I think I, I, think I see what they're trying to do. I see yeah. the vision of the story and I'm like, I want to see it through. But you're right. If, if they had ended it right there and if, if they had taken just that first volume and just flushed it out more over 180 pages, it's the same story, it's just more details, more characters, it might not end, but you get the same ending it might right. not have played as well. Yeah, I, I think having the whole trilogy, if you will, a very Star Wars-esque sort of yeah, like yeah. trilogy, right? right? Like you get that sort of... Redemption, betrayal, right. loss. You get the dark middle, right? Yeah. Because that middle section is sort of like the... It is, yeah. The empire dark middle of it. And, yeah. then you get like, and then you get Ewoks in the third. Yeah, you get Ewoks in the third. You get the sort of like, ooh, no, like she's a judge, you right? Get a little you get bit like, softer dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, th- I thought let's let's talk art because um, McNeil's art is really good when he does the colors on it in this first section, right? It's very colored this, pencils. It's like the first section is so good. That's why I was like, Josh, you got to Like, we got to read this. And then when I got to yeah. the second section, I was like, okay, I hope the story keeps this keeps this going because the art is not as comparative to the first volume right isn't good right this first thing it's all like painted colored masterpieces yeah, it's like colored pencils and paint right yeah like it's, it's 
it's a very it's very art and it fits so well with the literary narration happening oh the colors in this are just so damn gorgeous i mean i just i just flip through it you look at the top of it like we're if if we're if it sound like we're stalling we're not guys we're just both look flipping through the the art right now the green on judge dread's boots is always great the yellow that plays out through the whole thing sort of that gold color is in so many of the panels like it's a color he uses repeatedly throughout this story is that sort of yellowish gold color whether it's sort of the the cement and dirt or the glow at night or the gold on judge dreads. Like it's so eighties. It's so eighties. It reminds me of that, uh, 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 daredevil. Um, uh, it's Sienkiewicz, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that sort of that Sienkiewicz color style. Um, it might just be, it might be the fashion they're all wearing too. Is very eighties. And it reminds me yeah. of that Sienkiewicz one, but but, I thought, but I, I thought Judge Dredd looks great in this first one. Um, everything is sort of big and um, it felt the first one felt more sci-fi yes. at times. And I don't know if it was just the coloring of it or what it was. But then I think even though the middle section is far more like sci-fi ask, right? Because you've got like a robot butler and you know, the process of, of taking his brain and putting into someone else is, is very sci-fi. I also, we didn't mention this. The first one, the first one, the coloring also feels like sci-fi total recall-ish, like the color palettes and stuff like that. It does feel like an eighties, you know, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, you know, kind of. Right. I also love that behind the statue of Liberty, we didn't mention this earlier is a giant statue of a judge. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like it's, towering over the statue of liberty so way larger like letting you know like what's more important the, the right the gore in the first volume two the art comes across is it's done very beautiful tastefully you know yeah uh yeah. it's not even when a dude's throat gets shot out yeah it's, it, it's, it's not steve yeah. dylan gore uh which can no. come across sometimes as hokey or just over the top it this it's it's like the blood it's all it's like splatters beautifully and yeah and all that stuff and what we get in the next two volumes is the same artist but years later so i he's probably just penciling it at that point right and it's being colored by someone else um on that second set it's alan craddock is doing the second set of colors and it's just not the same um it's computerized, I feel, because you can see this sort of like, I'm going to use, I'm going to highlight here and, and make it look like it colored feels pencil. Like a, it feels like a Kickstarter comic in some ways. It, yeah, the art is very, the, the coloring is very kind of uh, troublesome. Yeah, right? it's like, it's like, it's it's almost like the early days of digital coloring where you didn't have yeah. as much control over the nuance of it. Uh, right. And it just feels like you're using fills like this has right. to be the same shade of blue. Very few gradients. This is all the same color purple. And the gradients are what makes it like you can see the highlights on her cheekbones. I'm like, OK, that's too much. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah. it looks too computerized. Um, and it doesn't, just, it doesn't allow for good backdrops either because the backdrops, the foreground and the background don't separate very well in this kind of coloring. It's right. very flat, very flat images. Right. And then you get the the third section of it is another colorist again. Uh, and this one much better. I think there's a heavier ink on it. 
Um, this feels more it, like modern day comic coloring. Yeah, it's still a little too like. It's it's digital coloring, but it got a little better, but it's still not good. It right? feels like it feels early 2000s kind of yeah. uh, Marvel Knights kind of coloring vibe that era. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I thought the art got better in the third piece. And I would say that has a lot to do with the coloring because it, it seemed to be inked better um, and colored better. Right. I think what we miss in this middle section is like uh, the inking is just bad. Yeah. I think that's it. I think, and you now, Looking back at it, I can really see the same artist in them, all three of them. Yes. But because the coloring is so strikingly different in each, I I don't think I would have noticed that at first glance. Yeah, you know, I I I thought it was different artists each time, but you can see it in sort of like the mouth and yeah, the faces. Yeah, Yeah. the faces you can see it. Um, but the coloring that first set, the first arc of this. With the colored, colored pencil-y painting, sort of very Bilson Kevichy style is is good. If it's the whole if good. the whole series was done like that, it would have taken oh, yeah. it to the next level. It would have been like yeah. that's like everyone. I I would put that in just about anyone's hands if that was the art all the way through. Oh yeah, because I think then that the interesting story is now also buttressed by just you this know, gorgeous really artwork. good art. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I but. Yeah, I, I think for sure it, it's. I think that's the piece it's, that that it's missing, um, is quality art throughout, right? Does this want to make you? Does this make you want to read more dread stories like this? Yeah, because I mean, we didn't get, we didn't really scratch a a, a dread itch. And from what I've heard about dread and kind of dipping my toes into it, sometimes it's very social satire like this. Sometimes it's like crude, violent humor. Sometimes it's almost there's like magic involved in there. It's almost like um, fantasy elements where they bring in like dread. Dread will go to different dimensions because they have that ability to travel to different dimensions and different times. So it has kind of a more lighter sci-fi fare to it. Yeah, I think I think for me, I'd like to check out another story. I'd like to see like, okay, what's a really good story? Or I like to go read old uh, twenty ninety nine, like read the old magazines, yeah, right? two thousand AD stuff, yeah, yeah. Check out the old two thousand AD stuff and really go like, okay, what's you know, just the serials of the week, like the just like the little like almost pull them out, not as they are, as opposed to collecting them in in. Yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see that, um, and so I wanted to do some hunting and find out what the next story is, right? Like, what's what's something I should read to give me a little. To kind of further scratch the Judge Dread itch that I don't know that was because I like Dread as a character. I think he's this complex. He's he's very simple on the surface, but because of his position and and what he's forced to encounter, it makes him complex. He himself doesn't seem complex, but the the world he's put in makes him complex. You know, he's very like it's it's very again. Like any of those kind of John Rambo characters, the you know the character is simple, yeah. but the situations make it complex. Right, and at this, I think I think I like, I think I want to see, I want to see more play on the idea of the sad of the satire piece of it. Right, I'd really like to see the Thatcherism in all of its glory, kind of smack me in the face. Right, yeah. like this was very. I, it's not subtle. I don't want to say that this is a subtle 
And it's called America, and the character's name is America. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it's not subtle, but at the same time, it's not like the social commentary is not as heavy-handed as like I think I maybe expected. Right, like 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 a prez. Like when we read prez, it's like humorous. Like, oh yeah, this is this character is obviously an amalgam of this thing and 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 that thing and. Right, right. And so I'd, I'd be curious to see what, what the, how to, like, where, who are some people and what are some stories that play with that maybe a little more, maybe not on the nose isn't the right word, but more strictly that. Yeah, I was just really surprised with how much respect they, they, they treated the, this dread with in here. It wasn't just like this, you know, buffoon type character to serve some satire it was like no we care about this character and even though this character might have politics that are the exact opposite of ours that we're trying to point out we still like are 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 staying true to who he is and giving him moments where he's both the hero and the villain yeah Uh, and that's that's really tough to do is he does heroic things in this you know he does a couple of heroic things. He also does some really shitty things too. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but no, I like, yeah. I, so I guess, so how about you? Are you, do you want to seek out some more dread? Are you dreaded out right now? What do you think of it? <laughs> uh, I, well, what I want to go and, and watch that, the, the newer dread movie over again. I kind of want to read it. It's been a while that. since I've seen it. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen it. And, uh, and I would, we're kind of in the middle of reading some things for some other shows, but I would, I, if someone recommended me a dread and they said, this is a good dread story, I would be more likely to jump into it after having read this than I would have before. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think this is one of those things where I go like, okay, now I know what I'm maybe getting into. Uh, yeah. I check out some more, right? Like this is our, this was our gateway drag. Gateway dread. <laughs> gateway dread. <laughs> yeah. A great way dread. This um, is a good, speaking of, we'll do this before we get into, um, uh, favorite panels is reverse the order. I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. Who do you give this to? This is good gateway dread. If I, I don't know, like I don't have any other dread to compare it to, but I would say like if you're interested in a judge dread story, that's not it didn't feel overly. I mean, there's some violent stuff in it, but it didn't seem overly graphic. Graphic. I mean, there's some. I'm look. There's a. There's a. A uh, pretty violent scene in it. There is a rape scene in it. There is some stuff that is is like not pretty, right? And there's some stuff in it where I would go like, if you wrote that today, you probably wouldn't write it the same, right? Yeah, I would um, also recommend it to anyone in college taking a poli sci course or a social justice course. I think that if you're at that age, you know, when it's like when people would like go, go to class and go and have a beer after and talk about stuff like this would be like oh you know what we were talking about this in class today a perfect example of this is you got to read uh judge dredge Amer- america it covers so much what we talked about in class today yeah i would say yeah i would say like if if you've got a, you want to you want a little if you if you like comic books and politics yeah. yeah this is a good one to read and i and i like comic books and politics so i'm you know i'm in for hey are you writing a paper in college right now about social justice and you're trying to find an angle it's like the it's like the people who try to write about the cold war by using rocky four as like their <laughs> that's you <laughs> it's i used to i used to use it when i i use it as a teacher yeah, yeah. i would say oh like, yeah that's this, fine as a teacher but as a student would, in college it'd be a little no weird. as a teacher i would use the uh this the montage scene where they're both training to show like this is a perfect example of sort of propaganda right because like Rocky's like uh, like he's in the wilderness. He's like 
lifting where he was like taking lifting, it back to the wolves. roots. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, hey, yo, come here, Adrian. Grab me that wolf. Give me that wolf, Adrian. Okay, grab that wolf. Tied <laughs> two wolves to the stick for me. I gotta, yeah, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I'm up like six yeah. wolves now. <laughs> I gotta lift these wolves. Um, but I, like, yes, yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite panel here, buddy? I mean, I could um, I could literally choose anything from that first. There are so many pictures in the in the first in the first one that are really good. Um, it's hard for me to go and say this is the one I really like, um, but I want to say um, where was it? There's, I think one that kind of shows the sort of gnarly nature of this, but maybe not as maybe not as graphic is uh, on the Kindle version. It's uh page 55 um and at the bottom panel it's judge it's one of the judges yelling fire at will and so it's like a great use of sort of the color there uh, and uh the 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 guns are all blazing in this sort of neon yellow glow you get the gritted teeth of one of the judges saying fire at will like i think it's kind of every it's very judge dready. Uh, and I expected way more of that throughout, but only got it very briefly in this first vault in this first volume. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good one. I, I really like the neon glow of that. Maybe it feels like, feel like it feel like blade runner esque. And yeah, 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 there are a couple of very blade runner things in here. Uh, uh and then, yeah. and then opposite page, right. Is the, is flash page. Or one, this flash page is just a dude getting torn apart by all of it. Right. So it's like the good setup to like this very gruesome act. Uh, mine is a little lewd. Uh, I, I mean, there's so many to choose from this one, but uh, page 47 in, in the Kindle reader, it's that middle panel where they've just consummated their relationship. Yeah. And she's yeah. sitting there and she got like the half 80 shirt. And like, he's got this weird like anatomy and like kind of skeletal face but I love the coloring, the highlights on the skin, like showing yeah. the light coming in. And I thought that scene was really, it, it was, there's a lot in there because he had just gotten what he wants. He's in love with this woman. We're not sure if she's yeah. completely in love with him. And there's this kind of like sexual vibe. It, it was really cool. I thought that was, it felt very 80s and, and very, you know, I don't know. It I is like very that. 80s. Yeah. It is very 80s movie, right? Yeah. Like they continue talking and on the next panel, they're still like, they still have no clothes the on. The shirt right? is like, yeah, it's just kind of yeah. draped over the shoulder and I'm like, it's hot. And it, there's like three pages literally of them in that same out, you know, like they're still dressed, but there's flashback going yep. on. And mm -hmm. it is very eighties. Cause it would be a scene like that because you got to show boot. You, you got to show, show that boot. God, you don't, you don't see gratuitous nudity in movies anymore, man. That sucks. I think you're just watching the wrong movies. Like, just like... Because watch your HBO. You just watch HBO. Uh, that's true. That's true. Did you see Game of Thrones? <laughs> that's true. But that was like 10 years ago, and even they stopped doing that. Uh, what did we just... We were just watching something, and we were like, I've seen this guy's butt four times. <laughs> I don't... Are oh, you oh, watching those videos that I sent Love, you on your phone? <laughs> Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. There's oh, yeah, yeah. There's some gratuitous nudity in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah great freaking show I, i'm i'm all caught up oh, i didn't watch this weekend's episode well yeah we gotta watch we gotta yeah. watch yeah we gotta watch the one that's on yeah tonight. first episode fantastic 
Second episode, great ending. Third episode, uh, the house. It thing. changes gears. Changes yeah, yeah. gears. It changes gears. Right? It's giving uh, you a different horror story it at is, that point. It and is. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that their endings, like the last 15 minutes of the last two episodes have been good. But the beginning of both those episodes, I'm like, okay, let's go. But I'm going to keep up. I'm going to keep up with it. It's it's. it's good. We'll talk we about the next it. variant. We'll probably yeah, be quite a, a few one. into that's it. Um, all right. So that's who we'd give it to. Those are our favorite. Pa- Who'd you give it to? That's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our favorite panel uh who we would share this lovely book with uh, travis what do you what what is your what's your takeaway from dread before we leave here um a couple of things one on a purely mechanical level the power of coloring in a comic book which we talked about uh two um it I liked I, my takeaway from dread on this one is the dread world seems like a not a fun playground, but a very accessible playground for some really great stories of all different kinds, whether they be fantasy, sci-fi, political. I think that the world of Dread, at least from what I've seen in here, I find myself very easily pulled into. I find like it scratches a lot of itches, like as a 80s baby, 90s kid. Like it's the imagery and the symbolism that they use in here yeah. is just it's to me it just clicks. Uh and there is this kind of old school sci-fi political satire world here that uh that I think is really cool. And I think we I th- I, th- I don't want to say it's missing in in modern stuff because I've read modern stuff. I've I've partaken in media that has is very satirical, but I would say right now, like where is like where is this new character that represents the the sort of horror show that we're living in right now? And right. maybe it'll come, maybe it'll be in two years. We'll see it somewhere. Right? Brian K. Vaughn might be able to create something like that, right? Like <laughs> I like. I'm I'm interested to see like what does this era we are in generate produce like what new character yeah. what new that's interesting yeah like if this came out I, like Thatcherism what comes out of whatever we're gonna call this era yeah yeah um yeah so I think for me this I, I think you're right I think it does seem like it'd be a good playground for a lot of different different stories right um, I think. When you look at characters like Punisher and Judge Dredd, like they're supposed, I think people have taken the characters and said, no, man, like they're this badass. But then you look at him, you go like, no, dude, like those are both shitty people. Like they mm-hmm. like they like they represent something not great. I wonder if right? what will come out of this. I wonder if we'll see a character like that. Representative of leftist politics where we're taking something that. On the surface, if you're looking at it, you're like, that's great. Look at that. That's awesome. Look, look what they're doing there. Like, you know, with yeah. protests that maybe go too extreme in it for this character and stuff like that. And using unprogressive means to accomplish progressive goals. Uh, I wonder if we'll see like a character oh, like that. Yeah, you know, like the opposite. Because oftentimes we see it, it's the conservative character like in Verhoeven stuff or Judge Dredd or, yeah. Punish, or Punisher. Uh, but it'd be, it'd be interesting to see that same approach, but from like the extreme version on the left. So like French revolution style, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Guy Fox. Doing... Guy Fox. Yeah. Like Guy Fox. There we go. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess V for Vendetta is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
All right. So ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, folks, thanks for listening. You can find us on the interwebs at comicexposure.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the same place and uh, you can you see got, what you got a new t-shirt. Stories Josh, are coming Josh, up. Yeah. Did some, Josh did some, some work this weekend and, and we're moving our t-shirt hub from Amazon, which you can still get them on, but we're, we're really going to focus on building out uh, our Listen, thread. List. Amazon tried to block us from making two sweet shirts, baby. Yeah, yeah. And really, if you buy them, awesome. But I just wanted one of them. So we moved it back over to Threadless. So you can find it on the website if you click on the merch tab, or you can go to um, comicexposure.threadless.com and you can find them there. Uh, there's a lovely Conan themed shirt mm. and an Alan Moore styled shirt. And we're not taking like. money away from either of those either. We're not taking Arnold's money. We're not no. taking uh, Alan Moore's money. No, uh, well, I don't know how Alan Moore's doing. He might be taking his money if we sell a shirt. He might, he could probably, he might be able to use that money. I don't know, dude. It's not like <laughs> no, it's not like it's he had to have gotten paid for the Watchmen, right? That series, he probably got hope to go bucks. No, I don't know because did he really own it? Because it no. was yeah Vertigo. Yeah. So like he doesn't really own it. Own it. No. Yeah. So that's that the, league, lesson, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen money is running out. <laughs> it is. Uh, but he's got that new show on. Uh, no, that's not Alan Moore. That's Miller. Miller's yeah. got a show. He's got on, a bunch uh, of contract with uh, He's Netflix. got Cursed on Netflix, yeah. which is. Couldn't, couldn't get through it. Couldn't get through the first episode. I watched three. I don't like that girl. I do not like that uh, 13 Reasons Why girl. She does not fit in that role very well. I don't think. I've never watched 13 Reasons Why, so I didn't know she was from that. So there uh, we go. So I didn't know 30, she was. Let crazy. me give you 13 reasons why I do not like cursed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go. I like, yeah. we're going to have to talk. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, but, but thanks for tuning in everybody. You can, you can uh, find the episodes on uh, iTunes. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them on Google podcasts, wherever you're at, follow us, like give the reviews, all that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate the listens and you can snag yourself a sweet, uh, Judy Bloom, Savage Sword of Judy Bloom t-shirt. That's right. Uh, and, uh, you know. Oh, also, so, remember, remember, yeah. before we leave, last message. Um, guys, if you're out there, just remember, don't Stallone alone. You don't Stallone alone. Don't do it. But you can Stallone with a friend. Yeah. Bring a friend when you Stallone. Uh, but, there was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, book's coming up. We're going to read Alias oh. coming up. Uh, we're going to read, uh, we've got a spooky book that we're going to read, a Joe Hill book for uh, the October spooky book. I just got my um, pulp hardcover in the, yeah, we're reading I'm going to wait till we're a little bit closer to read that because I want it to be fresh, but. Yeah, we're doing pulp. We're going to do Alias. We're going to do um, Basket Full of Heads. Yeah. And uh, that's enough heads up. That's enough heads up, I think. Yeah, that's them. Heads up. Don't, get good stuff. Don't get greedy, guys. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Travis and I will see you next trade.